0: Welcome to the Voice of Victory podcast. The goal of this podcast is to preserve the life and ministry of our late pastor, Dr. Jim Tedder. For 58 years, Dr. Tedder was the pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We believe the message you're about to enjoy will be a help and an encouragement to you. Thank you so much for listening. And now, here is Dr. Jim Tedder. open your Bibles tonight to the Proverbs chapter 14 verse 14 it says Proverbs 14:14 14, 14, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways I'm going to stop with that portion of the scripture talking to you tonight I, I told our brother down here a few moments ago I said I'm going to preach about a backslider's funeral I'm going to try to be honest tonight in doing it I've, I've preached a sermon by that title before but not exactly the way it's going to be preached tonight Backsliding is a major problem in our churches in our homes in our nation today and the only way that we can overcome that is to face it and seek God's forgiveness. God's willing to forgive if we're willing to repent. God's willing to restore if we're willing to ask. But I'm telling you folks, we need revival. Our revival needs to continue on and and I want it to continue on. I don't want it to be over just because Brother Steve has left and gone back Uh, Somewhere else preaching. I wanted to continue on in our church. And tonight, you pray for us as we attempt to talk to you about backsliding and the things that accompany it, and the things, the results of backsliding, how to recognize it. You know, a lot of folks can be backslidden and never really know it. I don't know if you got that verse of scripture that Brother Lloyd just read a few moments ago, but there's a lot of people that's in the house of God, but yet they have forsaken the house of God. Uh, I, I, I like that. I told him, I said, there's a sermon floating around in there somewhere, and I put a note down in my Bible. I'll be studying that from time to time and maybe God will pick up on it and, and let me let me preach that sometime. We can be in God's house and still be wrong. We can be faithful in, in coming to church and still be not in the will of God. And so that's what that's what backsliding can, can uh, that can be involved in backsliding. Father, before I get started tonight, I want to ask that you would bless now the preaching of the word of God. I don't feel worthy to stand here and declare your truths, but Father somehow or another, through your grace and mercy, you've seen fit to to bestow upon us that that privilege that honor and we ask now, Lord that you would give us the hearts of your people and I pray Father, that there would be uh power of the Holy Spirit involved in this service tonight that there would be conviction and conversion, Lord that there would be we'd be made conscious of of where we're wrong and 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 Lord where we need to be right and and like I told the church this morning, father to to be rebellious is, is as the sin of witchcraft and as iniquity of idolatry. And and we wouldn't dare fall down and, and worship a statue, but yet sometimes we we place our wills, what we want above that of the will of God. And when we do that, then that our own stubbornness becomes an idol. I ask you, Lord, that you use us tonight. We commit ourselves to you now in Jesus' name, amen recognizing when we're backsliding backsliding you never I, listen i've practiced this ever since i've been saved i've never told anyone that they're a backslider uh that tells me they're lost sometimes people you know i i i, I was saved under in, in a church where the pastor would go around and visit with folks and and uh and they would say well back yonder when i was 6 years old i went to the altar and and uh I prayed and asked God to forgive me, and I got baptized, and and uh, but I but I'm not saved. And he would say, Yeah, you're saved. You're just backslidden now, I tell you what. I made up my mind, thirty something, nearly forty years ago. I will never listen to me. I will never tell anybody that tells me they're lost, that they're saved. I don't want to give somebody assurance of their salvation. By what I say. If you have assurance of your salvation, it's going to be because of what God says and not because of what some man tells you. You hear me? Men might be wrong, but the Word of God is not wrong. And and, and your assurance of your salvation has to be based upon God's plain teaching, the Word of God. I asked Joe the other night, I said, Joe, do you have a promise in the Bible that says you're saved? And and, and Joe said, not really and that's when he got saved now joe i'm gonna tell you something but don't let me put words in your mouth okay you trust in the lord jesus christ you know tonight according to the bible if you died, you go to heaven amen i'm not putting words in your mouth i, I folks i listen listen mike rosie i wouldn't i wouldn't i would have this arm cut off before i would try to give that man assurance of his salvation without the Bible giving assurance of his salvation. I don't want to do anybody that way because, folks, I listen, you don't base your assurance on what some preacher said. You base your assurance on what God says in his Bible. That, that book's going to stand. And the Bible said the backslider uh, is filled with his own ways. I, I, I wouldn't tell anybody that they're, they're lost. I wouldn't tell anybody that they're saved. they got to tell me that. And if a backslider, if I think he's a backslider and he tells me he's lost, what am I going to do? I'm going to talk to him just like I've, he's a heathen. And try my best to lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ. That Bible, that book that I just read from says that the backslider is filled with his own ways. That simply means that he's lost interest in other Christians and fellowship with with the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of 1 John, the Bible says we know that we're passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Do you love the people of God? Do you love the people of God? I I can go back back in my own mind and and think about the night that I got saved and, and, and prior to that when I was lost. I did not want to fellowship with God's people. The last place I wanted to be in this world was in a church house filled with the people of God. But then I got saved. And you know what? I started loving to come to church then. I started loving the very people that I used to despise being with. God said this is one of the evidences that you know that you're saved. And, and, but that backslider, somehow or another, he gets away from that Christian fellowship. He, he gets away from attending church. In the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, the Bible said, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Uh, we're living in these days of abounding iniquity. And God said because of that, the love of many is going to wax cold. And, and, and people are going to forsake the house of God. And then the scripture also teaches that the the backslider will lose interest in the Bible. I'm I'm not taking this verse out of context, and I'll prove it to you in just a moment. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible said, Thou hast left thy first love, talking to the church at Ephesus. Now, I know our first love after salvation is the Lord Jesus Christ. But I also know that the Bible is the Lord Jesus Christ in print. You can hang your hat on that. If you want to know Jesus, hey, you're not going to know Jesus apart from the Bible. This is Jesus Christ in print. Like he he said, I am the Word that came down from the Father. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. Then the Word was made flesh. Folks, don't you ever try to separate Jesus from the Bible or the Bible from Jesus? You can't do it. And when you left your first love, not only have you forsaken the Lord, but you've forsaken the reading and the studying of the Word of God. And that backslider's lost his burden for others. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10, the Scripture said, Demas hath forsaken me having loved this present world. I, I, I don't know about you, but folks, I'm a whole lot closer to heaven now than most of you are. I looked at Jerry Bird's song this morning. He's got everything wrong with him. Doctor said, I had everything wrong with me. I looked at Jerry. I said, you're trying to beat me to heaven, aren't you? Amen. I, I'm, I'm kind of jealous over that. I am. Folks, listen to me. I'm closer to heaven than I am to this old world anymore. Heaven's got more to offer me than the old devil does down here. Amen. And, and, and the Bible said, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Do you love the world more than Jesus, or do you love Jesus more than the world? In Galatians chapter 4, uh, the backsliders lost his spiritual sensitivity. In, in, in Galatians 4 and verse 9, the scripture said, uh, uh, well, let's go back to verse 8. Howbeit, then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods, But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage. Uh, That that backslider has lost his spiritual sensitivity. He's no longer sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. He's turning back to those weak and beggarly things the Scripture said that he was in before he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of Christians are like that. They don't realize it, but they're going back into the world and back into the bondage that God has delivered them from. Let's recognize the causes of backsliding. When we backslide, we give in to our weaknesses. I would to God that I could stand here and tell you tonight that if you're saved, you'll never be tempted. If you're saved, you'll never yield to temptation. Matter of fact, I thought when I was saved, all my sinning was over. (laughs) Was I wrong? I thought, man, I'm saved now. I, I won't have to worry with all this old lust of the flesh and all these things that, that contaminate my thinking and my mind. Uh, folks, I, I'm 60 years old, and I still have to worry with all that mess. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. i tell you why I thought I'll never go back into sin anymore because God had quickened my spirit. That's what happens when you get saved. And and because my spirit had been birthed and made alive, I said, "Man, I'm through with sin." The spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. And that's still true today. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I want you to notice something else, people that the causes of backsliding is placing more emphasis upon the temporal than on the eternal. We act like sometimes God saved us to stay here. I, I, I've gone around, I've visited in, 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 in uh, that uh, Ashville. what do you call that house? What? Huh? Bilt, more in Asheville, North Carolina, South, I don't know there's anywhere it's up there in the hills. And I visited in that place one day, and I walked around through that and looked out. I, the house didn't impress me because I thought it was demonic. But the grounds really impressed me. And I looked out upon those grounds, stood out there in that big, big, uh, overlooked thing that they had and and I said you know what man lived in here looked up and see all these mountains see all these gardens and all this stuff I said he'd get to where he wouldn't want to go to heaven he'd get to where he's thinking heaven's right here on earth folks I'm telling you what don't get too attached to this whole world because it's not ours yet did I say that right it's not ours yet it's going to be ours but don't get too attached down here And and don't get to placing too much emphasis upon what's down here and forget what's there. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the Bible said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What should be first in in, in our mind? The kingdom of God. The will of God. Heaven should be first. Sometimes you get to taking God's blessing for granted. You ever do that? We ought to stop every now and then and just make a list of the blessings of God and, and fall on our faces somewhere in private and start praising Him for all His goodness. You know what most of us do? Please listen to me. Most of us are so carnal, so weak in the flesh, that we can forget nine thousands of God's blessings and zero in on one thing that's contrary to what we want. We're that way. We, we get our problems look like Mount Rushmore. Amen. And our blessings look like a grain of sand. And it ought to be right the other way around. Amen. Look at what the book of James says. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God said every good thing that's ever happened in your life came to you from up above. Are we not prone to major on our problems and forget to count our blessings? Gentlemen, count your blessing. Brother Tim, if I had to start listing my blessing right now, I'd I'd have to say my salvation. That's the greatest blessing. And my next greatest blessing in this world is my wife. we've been married for over 40 years she's been a blessing to me not the whole 40 years but most of the 40 years and I tell you what if I could go back and undo it I would not undo it my wife has stood by me Ruby, is Ruby here tonight? Thank you, lady. Thank you for that little thing that you gave to me today. We went home, and 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 I said, she said, where do you want me to put that? I said, right beside of your bed. And it, it's to my pastor's wife. And that was the sweetest thing, Barbara. I cried when I read it, didn't not? And I said, you got to write Ruby and say that brought tears to the preacher's eyes. It did. And and it said the one person that could destroy me in this church is that woman right there. But what a blessing, what a blessing. I'm thinking right now of of a pastor that never was successful in the ministry. Brother Field, he wasn't successful in the ministry because his wife wouldn't stand with him. I'm thinking about the churches that he's pastored and how that she was not friendly to the members and wouldn't speak and would get mad at the pastor and, and show off in the church and, and just cause all kinds of trouble and let the whole church know that I'm mad at my preacher. Sit there while he's preaching twiddle with the thumbs or knit or something like that. It just destroy and wreck the mass ministry. I've seen that happen. We know, Johnny. I don't know if you know the pastor that I'm talking about or not, but at one time he was pastor of the Dillon Street Baptist Church. And his wife would come in so mad at him, just, just... I thank God I've got a good wife. I thank God for my family. I thank God for the church that I pastor. I'm, I'm talking about naming the good things that's come to me. I thank God. I, I told I told brother brother Steve last week. I said some of these kids here say you're almost like our daddy. And then some of these kids here say granddaddy. Don't that make you feel bad being called granddaddy? It makes me pop my buttons off my shirts. What it makes me do? If you don't believe, a lot of kids around here call me granddaddy. Last year when Gavin was in kindergarten, walked in, they said, Brother Jim. He said, that's not Brother Jim, that's Granddaddy. And from that point forward, I'd open the door and those kids say, Granddaddy. (laughs) Oh, mercy. That's precious to me. And I'm going to tell you something, family. Your children, Brother Marty, Linda, standing up here tonight, it was almost like it was my grandchildren standing up here singing. And, and you can't pastor people. You can't pastor folks as long as I've pastored folks without having a kinship and almost like a family. Amen. You feel that way. I see these little babies coming into this world and growing and, and, and developing and then getting saved in and, and two and three generations. Praise the Lord. I count that a privilege and an honor. That's a blessing. I don't know what to think about these pastors that can't stay over two years in a, in a, in a pastorate. I, I, I mean, maybe that's what God's will is for them, but it had not been God's will for me. A lot of times, a lot of times, uh, the cause of our backsliding is that we allow sorrows and disappointments to overcome us. I used that verse this morning. Let me use it again. Proverbs 24:16. for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. That's a good verse, Proverbs 24, 16. A just man may fall, he may fall, he may fall again, but he's going to rise up again. He's going to rise up again. and Until we quit rising up, did you hear that, brother? Until we quit rising up and coming back, we're going to be in the will of God. We might fall seven times next week, but if we get up seven times and come back, then we're not backslidden. But when we fall and stay fallen, that's when we're backslidden. I want you to see the future of the backslider. It's not a very good future. 1 John chapter 5 verse 16. 1 John 5 verse If a man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life. For them that sin not unto death, there is a sin unto death and I do not say that thou shalt pray for it. You can read that verse any way you want to read it. God said, "There's a there's a possibility for a child of God to shorten his days because of unrepented sin that's in his life. Unrepented of sin that's in his life. My daddy used to say like this: If they don't get things right, there's going to be some sad singing and slow driving going on. Let's go ahead. I want I want I want to get your mind tonight. Let's pretend that." That backslider's been wheeled down that aisle right there, and he's here in the coffin right in front of me. And it's my duty to preach the funeral. I've thought for a day or two to try to get some good things to say about him. And I've got a few good things in his life to think about and say, well, he he was saved, trusted Jesus. Now walk up here to this pulpit. Let him just want your imagination get ready to preach. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, "Why don't you tell the truth about it? Why don't you tell it like it really is?" And then God just gets a hold of my heart, and I say, "Folks, I'm not going to say what I've got written down on my outline today. I'm going to say what God's given me in my heart to say." And if I if I should do that, I'm going to tell you, if I should do that, it it would probably go like this: This man's here today because God's cut his life short. He's here today because he rebelled and would not listen and would not do what he knew the Holy Spirit of God wanted him to do. And God said he's committed the sin unto death and God's taken him on to heaven. He was self centered. He was a troublemaker. He was always getting his feelings hurt. And then about that time, I could walk over here, look down on him, and say, Let me see you get your feelings hurt now. I could invite the whole congregation to come by and spit on him. Come by and tell him what kind of a sorry bum he was, what kind of a sorry husband he was, what kind of a sorry father he was, what kind of a sorry church member he was. Tell him! He'll just lay there and smile the smile that the undertaker put on his face. His feelings not going to get hurt anymore. Did you hear me? People that get your Amen. feelings hurt. Did you hear what I said? God's put him in a position now. He will never, never, never have his feelings hurt again. Never, never, never. That's what, you see, he always gave that excuse. That's why I don't come to church. Somebody hurt my feelings. Well, okay, busted. There you are. Get your feelings hurt now. He can't do it. He can't do it. God played a joke on him, didn't he? God killed him because he wouldn't listen. But guess what? He's listening now. Guess what? He didn't like to join in to the church service when the church service was going on. But God's put him now where he's joining in when they worship God. God's put him now where he's enjoying actually the singing that's being done. God's put him in the position now to where he's having to enjoy God's work and God's family. He's taking him out of this world. Let me go on the record. Backsliding won't send you to hell. I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll make you think that God's thrown a little bit of hell on you while you're here. But it won't send you to hell. When you die, you're going to heaven. He's listening now. He's always justified his sin. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 11. Jeremiah three, eleven. The scripture says here, concerning the backslider, and the Lord said unto the backslider, the backsliding Israel uh, said unto me, the backsliding Israel hath justified herself. She justified herself. He's always coming up with things that's made him just in what he's doing. Well, Brother Jim, if people really appreciated me, I'd do more for the Lord. I mean, you know, I actually went to church three times in a row, and you didn't even come by and shake my hand. So I've quit church. He's justifying himself. I tell you what God's done. God's put the old boy in a position. Now, let's see you justify himself. Let's see you blame your lack of rewards on somebody else. Let's hear you now point your finger at somebody else and say it's their fault that I'm in the mess that I'm in. God's just taking that away. God's taking them to heaven. Boy, that would, that would really do something at a funeral service if preachers would preach like that, wouldn't it? Oh, mercy. He's turned away from Bible preaching down here, but he's not going to turn away from Bible preaching anymore. Look at the book of Jeremiah again, chapter 8 and verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 5. The Bible said here, uh, Why then is the uh, people of Jerusalem back uh, slidden back with perpetual backsliding? They hold fast deceit. They refuse to return. You know what he did? I'll tell you what this old fellow did. He got out of Victory Baptist Church. He quit coming to this church and went out there and joined up with a cult, joined up with a Jehovah's Witnesses, went down yonder to the Mormons and got mixed up with the Mormons. I mean, he's got his life in a mess because he wouldn't listen to the Word of God. He was, he was a rebel about the, uh, the Word of God. But now listen, fellow, you are listening to what God said. Amen. And he knows that the Word of God is truth. He knew the Word of God's truth all the time. But he was a rebel. He refused to listen to what Jesus had to say from that old book right there. I'm preaching to some folks like that. I preach Sunday morning, Sunday night. Every time I preach, I preach to people that refuse to listen and do what God says. We're here, folks. We're here tonight. Refuse to admit the sin that's in their lives and they refuse to admit when conviction seizes upon their soul. Again, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 8, and, and verse 6, the Bible says here, I hearkened and heard, but they spake not aright. No man repented him of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his course, as the horse rusheth into battle. Always had an excuse for why they didn't want to serve God, and why they didn't want to come to church. Well, they didn't want to be involved in church. I, I tell you what, I went around. I, whew, brother brother Lloyd, we're privileged to pastor, I think, the greatest church in Bedford County. Amen. I went around today to women and, and young ladies and, and people that I asked to be involved in, in that in this thing that's coming up next Saturday. You know what? Every one of them, every one of them said like this, Pastor, if that's what you want me to do, If that's what you want me to do. If that's what you want me to do. Glory. Some churches, it's like pulling hen's teeth to try to get people to do something for God. Amen. I look at this old boy now. He justified himself and and, and, and was always uh, uh, griping and complaining, but all that's been taken away. If I was... Preaching his funeral and and under the power of the Holy Spirit, I might look now over here to the pallbearers and I'd say, Hey, fellas, why don't you come up here and take these flowers away, take them out yonder and give them to some widow woman or take them over yonder to the nursing home and give it to somebody to appreciate it. He do not deserve it. If I was telling the truth, I can tell you, you love me tonight. I can tell you love me tonight. You're falling in love with me tonight, aren't you? I'd look at his family and say, Stop grieving. Wripped your tears. The old backslider's gone. The old troublemaker that's kept you out of the will of God all these years and caused you to lose your joy in serving God. He's gone. God's taken him home. He's been removed. And you can be a family at peace again. You can be a family at work in the, in, in the Lord's work again. I got the strangest phone call probably 20, 25 years ago I ever heard in my life. Hello? On the other end was a pastor, a friend of mine. On the other end was an evangelist. He wasn't a pastor, he was an evangelist. He said, Brother Jim? I said, Yes, sir. He said, Praise God, she's dead. <laughs> I said, Who's dead? He said, My wife. Praise God, she's dead. So help me. So help me. That's wild, isn't it? But she'd been like a weight around his neck choking his spirituality keeping him from accomplishing the will of God that God had ordained in his life. Praise God she's dead. (laughs) That's weird. The only way that I could say, praise God, my wife is dead, is for her body to be racked with some kind of disease, that pain and suffering. Amen. I might say it then, but for God to take her tonight, I couldn't say, praise God, my wife is in heaven. I could not say it like that. I'd say, praise God, my wife's in heaven. i about to get myself in a hole here. You heard about the preacher said, my wife died and went to heaven. He told the other preacher, my wife died and went to heaven. He said, I'm sorry. The preacher looked at him. He said, no, I'm glad. I don't know what to say like that. I don't know whether to say I'm sorry that she's in heaven or I'm glad she went. I don't want to say like that. I'm going to tell you one thing. Heaven's a real place. And I hope that when it comes my time to leave this old world and and I and I've I've got arrangements made. I think I'm gonna leave it before Barbara. But I'm gonna spend every dime I can spend. I'm not gonna let her get married and let somebody else spend my inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But I pray to God that God that Barbara won't be able to say, Praise God, the old backslider's gone. And he's out of here. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, and verse 19 Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore, and see, it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord. God of Host, I've got written beside of this verse of Scripture to every one of us in Victory Baptist Church. I want you to know that God's cause is bigger than any of us. Did you hear what I said? The cause of Christ is bigger than any pastor. The cause of Christ is bigger than any church member. And God said there could be a time that thine own backsliding could, could, could reprove thee and and, and and that you'll see uh, the evil things that are bitter because you've forsaken the will of God. Could this scene of a premature death have been prevented? Yes, it could. In the book of in the book of Revelation, chapter two and verse five, Revelation two five, the Bible said, "Remember from whence, uh, uh, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do thy first works, or else I will come unto thee." Quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. Will God accept us back when we've fallen into sin? Yes, yes, yes. Can God pick up the broken pieces of a shipwrecked life and put them back together? Oh yes. Has God got enough love and enough forgiveness to take care of all the wickedness and all the cesspools and and all the rotten things that we've done and disgraced him in our backslidden condition? Oh, yes. Not only has God got enough grace to forgive us, God wants to forgive us and cleanse us and restore us. And here's the formula. God said, if you'll just remember, remember. I don't know if I'm speaking to a backslider tonight or not, but if I am, somebody that's gotten cold and indifferent, I beg you in Christ's stead, will you not remember the night you got saved, the day you got saved? Will you not remember the great fellowship that you've had with Christ in His Word? Will you not remember being with the people of God in that special revival time? Will you not remember that time that God opened His Word and showed you some truths in it that excited your soul? Will you not remember those good things? If we sit down and remember the good things of God, I believe it would correct every backslider in the world. And then God said, not only do I want you to remember, but I want you to repent. Repent. That means turn again. Turn back to God. I'm I'm fully convinced that there's people that's left Victory Baptist Church out of the will of God. And I'm fully convinced that though they might be serving someplace, if they've left with some kind of hard feelings or, or in a bad fellowship with this church, they're not going to be right with God until they come back and get things right with God where they left. Amen. Now, if there's some kind of doctrinal thing that will drive you away from the church, get away from it. But just because somebody hurt your feelings or said something about you or made you mad, you know, most of the time, you hurt my feelings. I wish people would tell the truth. I got mad at you. They made me mad. I'd rather hear somebody say they made me mad. They hurt my feelings. and turn on the crocodile tears. What it is, they're so rotten mad they had to come to the pastor and tell on somebody. Like little kids, you know. Johnny, pull my pigtails. Go to the teacher and tell on Johnny. Amen. And then folks come to the pastor. So-and-so made me mad. I passed by them in the hall the other day and they didn't speak to me. I might pass by you in the hall sometime and not speak to you. But I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Folks, when I make that little walk from that door to this pulpit here, I've got about 50 things on my mind. And I I might not speak to you sometime. I might not shake your hand sometimes. But that doesn't mean I'm mad at you. That just means that there's a cause bigger than me and you going on in this room tonight. Next time somebody said they didn't speak to me, said you speak to them. I'll stop that foolishness. Hey Amen. Did you speak to them? Did you? Huh? Are you going to talk to me? Repent and then return. Just come back. Just come back. That's all Jesus is warning. How do I come back, Brother Jim? Oh, there's a sweet formula found in in, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And that's some of the sweetest scripture you ever read. I beseech you. Back in the Old Testament, it would be, I command you. But we're under grace today, Keith, and God said, I beseech you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, remember his mercies, and let that mercy of God cause you to present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's bought us, body, soul, and spirit. We belong to him. And God said, now, you know, most of us in the Baptist church want to say, my spirit and soul belongs to God. Hey, folks, when your Savior hung on that cross, he just didn't purchase your spirit and soul. He bought your body too. And if he hadn't bought your body, it would have laid in the ground and laid in the ground and laid in the ground. But because he purchased our body, he that body is going to come up out of the ground. I get excited over that. I, I, I practiced with Steve Freeman yesterday, Brother Tim. You, you, you'd missed out on that. Brother Steve said, he got a brother named John, I think. When I had his brother's name, John. And he said, every now and then, he'd look up to heaven and said, Lord, tell John that uh, uh, I miss him. And so what he said, I miss him. I'm driving down Main Street yesterday, and Mom got on my heart. I got parked down yonder and and, uh, <laughs> and at, the, at the center light on, on, on Main Street, and, and I was waiting for the light to change. And I said, Lord, tell my mom I love her. I didn't pray to my mama, like Brother Steve said. I told Lord, I said, Will you tell my mom I love her? And I said, While you at it, Lord, would you tell Daddy I love him too? Oh, I wish I had done that. <laughs> Did y'all hear that thing, Pop? Did you hear that thing, Pop? Oh, my, my, my. Listen, listen. God said, By the mercies of God, I'm so proud that God's got a mercy. And God said, because of my mercy, I want your body. I want, I want your body. Did you hear that, Josh? Did you hear that young man on that front row down there? God wants your body while you're young and while you're healthy. Amen. God don't want you to go out here and get drunk and get cirrhosis of the liver and, and lung cancer and waste your life in sin and then give God some old wreck left over. I mean, God will take you like that. But he wants that body while it's young and healthy and strong give you that body then? He said, that's your reasonable service. I'm not asking anything unreasonable. Why? Because Jesus gave his body for us. And then he said, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove. Listen, listen, Victory Baptist. What is that good and perfect, good and acceptable and perfect will of God? I'm so that's in the Bible. I heard your brother when you prayed a few minutes ago. You said, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart." I didn't. I didn't really know how to word a prayer, and so when I first got saved, I was praying like the Lord's prayer. And I got to that part. I think you mentioned your prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'd get to that prayer, Brother Be that part that part of that prayer, and I thought, boy, if God has me doing His will on earth, He might be wanting me to do something that I don't want to do. And it kind of frightened me. I kind of drew back. And then one day, God showed me that verse of Scripture in the Bible. He said, my will for your life, my will for your life, Charlie Leverett, is good. Isn't isn't it precious? The will of God for me and you is a good thing. It's not something we don't want to do. It's a good thing. And, and, And then Dale, he said, the will of God is acceptable. The will of God is good. The will of God is acceptable. And God said, if that's not good enough for you, the will of God is perfect, perfect, perfect. You know what that means? It fits your life just like a glove in a, on a hand. Come on down here. I want you to look at this. I want you to. You, you, hey, Chad, you be sure you tell this kid how I preached about him one time when I was preaching the backslider's funeral. Will you do that? <laughs> I want you to look that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine anybody killing one of these? I can't imagine that. And praise God for that good and acceptable and perfect will that's going to keep little fellers like this, hey, buddy, going to keep little fellers like you out of the abortion clinic. Isn't that precious? Isn't that precious? Amen. Thank you, Look Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. How many of them die every year? This late term junk. Turn that baby around in the birth canal that's just as developed as that baby right there. Bring the lower part of his body out and leave the head in the birth canal and stick something in right in here. And wiggle it around up there and make his brain jail and then stick something else in there and suck the brain out of a child like that. And say, that's all right. That's a woman's body. Beverly, do you feel like that's your body? That's a baby's body. That's another body. That's an entire different human being altogether. David, God's will is life worth living, Baptist ministry. Is good, acceptable, and perfect for you and that lady right there. God's will for me is good and perfect, acceptable and perfect. God's will for you is good, acceptable and perfect. Isn't that good? Don't be afraid of God's will. Old oh, backslider you. If you've done God's will, it'd been good for you, it'd been acceptable for you, it'd been perfect for you, but you wouldn't listen. Now God had to take it to heaven. Let's bow. Lord, I don't know why you told me to preach what you've given me to preach tonight. I know that the Holy Spirit stood here with me. I know that I think people's lives and hearts have been touched. Maybe we need, just need to examine ourselves. Lord, please get this over. Please get this over. In my mind, Lord, right now is flooded with a, with a young man that, oh, God, got in a backslidden condition. He used to call me Brother Tater. Five hours after the, he went down in the water, The divers brought him off the bottom. My mind rushes, Lord, to a young man, 19 years old. Got with the wrong crowd. Became the wrong crowd. Right out here on 231, God cut him off. My mind, Lord, is filled with pastors, friends of mine, That doesn't have the privilege that I have of having a good wife been married to a domineering outspoken woman the ministry's been wrecked my mind it goes out to a lot of folks Lord that I feel that their lives have been cut off short because they wouldn't listen wouldn't obey Lord I I can't I can't stand up here and paint a picture of God standing over us with a sword ready to chop our heads off but I paint a picture of a father a loving father that says son, daughter if you don't mind me down here then I can bring you home with me where you will mind me all the rest of eternity Lord give us privilege of serving you a few more years glorifying our Savior let revival continue I'm not going to say amen I'm just going to say we're going to sing invitation there's room at the cross there's room at the cross let's stand let's stand